It's summertime and the family's ready to take a vacation. So many choices. How about an eco-tourist destination? Hidden Lemur is a sustainable travel website that aims to give travelers better access to ethical travel experiences. And here to tell us more is Connor Amore, founder of The Hidden Lemur. Connor, welcome to GreenSense. Hey, Robert. Thanks for having me. Well, you studied journalism. You worked in media across several industry sectors for 10 years. You traveled to some exotic locations like Madagascar. I've always wanted to go there and the Peruvian Amazon. Then in 2019, you founded the website Hidden Lemur. What are the problems that you observed with ecotourism providers and and how was your website a solution to that? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, I think my first kind of inspiration to eventually get into this field came when I took a trip to Madagascar. And this was when I was uh, still a college student at the time. I was about 21 years old and uh, took a kind of joined a, a small group tour out there. Um, and, you know, obviously I'd had these childhood dreams of seeing the lemurs in person and all the amazing wildlife out there, you know, Madagascar is, you know, a country with an extremely high percentage of, you know, flora and fauna that are not found anywhere else on the planet. And I said, wow, this is going to be a dream come true. And in many ways it was an incredible experience. Right. But at the same time, uh, you know, on that trip, I observed a lot that was a little bit disturbing and a little bit concerning, uh, you know, just the level of deforestation that is going on in that country specifically, um, and also just the, the, you know, extreme levels of poverty that you see in the local people there. And to me, it was a little bit of a head scratcher thinking like, okay, you know, here's a destination with so much to offer, right? So much that would be appealing to so many different travelers from different parts of the world. Why has that not turned into a better quality of life for the people who are actually from that country? And also why has that not uh, resulted in better protection of those environmental resources, because ultimately what it came down to is, you know, the local people oftentimes were in a position of such poverty uh, that, you know, the best way to produce real income would be to work with, you know, maybe international merchants who were looking to, um, you know, purchase, you know, wood, um, you know, from kind of the unique trees that are there or kind of just get involved in other practices that all, all, you know, obviously are ultimately gonna be um, degrading to the local environment. So that kind of, um, you know, opened my mind to the fact that, okay, there's got to be a better solution here. And obviously ecotourism has been, you know, a growing industry for quite some time that, you know, maybe has taken more hold in certain parts of the world than others. But uh, that was kind of the first, uh, I guess, eye-opening experience. Isn't ecotourism a bit of a paradox? Uh, Bringing all these tourists to an area that's pristine and natural uh, can have damaging effects. And as you said, a lot of times the populations are, are, disadvantaged. They don't have a lot of uh, economics and Mm -hmm. it takes a very rich country to take care of your environment. So speak to that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, really what it comes down to is sustainable management, right? And, you know, the local governments working with, um, you know, impact minded organizations and also just frankly educating travelers on how to visit different parts of the world in a way that is responsible, right? Um, you know, you might you might have seen the uh, the Hulu documentary that recently came out, uh, the last tourist that kind of touches on a lot of these these subjects. Um, and you know, a lot of people have kind of raised that same point to me that oh, is ecotourism or is sustainable travel even possible, right? And at the end of the day, my philosophy is: listen, I mean, we're at a point as a society where tourism is um, and travel as a whole is heavily interwoven, um, you know, into the way that our our society functions, right? And obviously, there are you know, hopefully increasing measures being taken by governments and by individuals to kind of curb the, the most negative effects on that front. 
But to me, it's, you know, if, if our response to that is to throw up our hands and say, why even try, then how is that helpful as well, right? The, the ultimate, um, I think, goal here is to encourage good habits, um, you know, encourage people to think about where is my money going when I, when I take a trip to a certain part of the world, you know, am I staying at a chain hotel or a resort where, you know, a lot of that money is being siphoned back to the United States or the UK or something like that. Um, Let's talk about Hidden yeah. Lemur. What's your business model and how do you uh, generate revenue? Yeah, sure. So the way that we primarily generate revenue is working directly with organizations in this space, right? So, you know, we might work with a, um, you know, a small luxury tour company in Italy and help them with their marketing um, or, um, you know, like a, a lodge in Indonesia, something along those lines and basically say, okay, you know, let's find a really kind of an efficient way to leverage our knowledge of digital marketing um, and our ability to kind of reach different audiences through SEO, um, you know, social media growth, things like that. And, um, you know, kind of help expose you to um, an audience that you might not be able to compete for from a budget standpoint, you know, because ultimately that's going to be a big part of the gap here. And a reason why, um, you know, these chain companies have such a big advantage is they can just reach more people, right? But with kind of a smart marketing approach, that's how we um, sustain ourselves and then, you know, help our kind of partners go along with us. Um so how do you work with sustainable travel organizations to make sure they're reputable and they're mm-hmm. plowing money back into uh, the local economy and preserving yeah. the natural resources? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's certifications that we oftentimes will look for and there's not necessarily a, a turnkey answer to that we have at this point. It really is kind of a point by point judgment call on our point as an organization. Um, but, you know, generally speaking, we are prioritizing, you know, um, organizations that are locally owned, um, or at the very least are proving that they are, you know, paying, paying fair wages to their local employees and, you know, taking part in certain local environmental initiatives, things along those lines. Environmental and sustainability as an industry is rife with greenwashing. Uh, yep. For those that don't know, it can be defined as an attempt to capitalize on the growing demand for environmentally sound products by conveying a false or misleading impression that a company or its products are environmentally sound. Uh, For the Mm -hmm. critics out there that say ecotourism is a form of greenwashing, that companies are profiting on tourists with little funding going to protect environmental sensitive areas. uh, Mm -hmm. How do you comment on that? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's a fair response, you know, from a surface level. Um, But again, you know, to my earlier point, Tourism is here to stay, right? People are going to be traveling. It's it's a you know a, a global industry that is an incredibly large part of our global economy, um, and to me, it's there's a victory in diverting a portion of that tourism industry towards more responsible practices, as opposed to just saying you know we're not even going to touch tourism because um, at the end of the day, of course, you know if someone is going to fly um, to you know India from the United States, there's a significant negative environmental impact there, right? But maybe they're going to go either way. So if they're going to go either way, then, you know, are we going to say, yeah, sure, whatever, do it. You know, we're not going to give you any information, you know, go to the over-touristed spots within India and go to the same, you know, Hyatt hotel. Um, You know, who are we really benefiting at that point? As opposed to saying, you know what, let's signal boost the organizations that are doing something good as a part of this industry. You know, what is the local eco lodge that is actually responsible with their environmental impact and is employing local people and, and kind of allowing that money to trickle in the right way. 
So give us some examples, Connor, of places you like best that mm -hmm. uh, you know have done a good job and could be a great example of uh, yeah. how, how this can be done sustainably and done well. It's a really good question. I mean, I think, um, yeah, let's see. I mean, I had a really wonderful experience personally in the Amazon when I went down there about three to four years ago, but I, that's not necessarily to say the entire Amazon region or even specifically the Peruvian Amazon is, you know, doing an amazing job across the board. But to me, I saw individuals who clearly kind of prioritize environmental responsibility, because frankly, that's a part of the world that is seeing it firsthand. Um, and I think that's kind of ultimately the, um, I think the, the process we're going to see a, a lot of people go through over the coming years and decades is, you know, for instance, let's talk about, you know, the Maldives, uh, where, you know, they're expecting, you know, sea levels to rise to a certain point where the island is wiped off and, you know, potentially in many of our lifetimes, right? Obviously, to that extent, the, um, the pressure to be more responsible within tourism management, but within everything as a whole, is obviously ramping up a little bit more rapidly, right? Um, and I think, you know, to that same point, approving Amazon, I think that I saw that sense of urgency within people who are in the tourism industry there that I, you know, I'm hopeful that we'll see in other parts of the world soon as well. So one area that comes to mind for me is Costa Rica. They seem yep. to have done a great job as a country and uh, on an individual level. Speak to that. Yeah, you know, Costa Rica, I think that's, a, that's an interesting one to me because Costa Rica, I think for sure has done so from an environmental perspective. I think there are great guidelines they have as a tourism, tourism industry as a whole. And just, you know, from a branding standpoint, people go to Costa Rica to interact with their natural environment and do it in a respectful way. That's not to say that everyone necessarily follows that path, but, you know, that is kind of, I think, the overall thought process there. Um, but at the same time, I think Costa Rica is, is facing some challenges as well, as well, just from the fact that, um, you know, cost of living there has gone up an incredible amount. Right. And this is where the equation of sustainability, especially within tourism, because becomes such a complex equation, um, you know, it's a lot of money has flown in uh, because of people coming from the United States to take an eco trip out there. Um, but all of a sudden, if to go out and get a, a dinner and a beer is pretty equivalent to what it might cost in the United States, because that's what tourists are willing to pay, then what does that do for the locals and their ability to have a good quality of life there? Um, so, you know, that's a, I think a challenge that Costa Rica is, is facing and that many countries will face as they go down this road. And that was the paradox I was talking about. You know, everyone mm -hmm. wants to find that desolate, uh, beautiful place in the world where no one is. Yep. And as soon as they find it, it gets exploited, it gets developed mm -hmm. and it's not an eco-tourist destination anymore. So yep. I, I think that's what I was trying to get at is that this is a complicated, uh, issue. And yep. when you're successful, it's sort of, uh, you know, uh, destroys that environment. So yeah, it can any, be a bit of a monkey's paw. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Any, any thoughts on that? Yeah. You know, it's, um, I, I think I totally agree with you on that front. It's, it's something there's not necessarily a clean answer, I guess, in terms of how governments or local organizations can take that next step. And to me, it's really about first, okay, how can we, you know, get in the way of this freight train, of environmental damage, especially, right? That is kind of coming as a result of many industries, but tourism being one of those, right? And how can we slow that down and kind of impose um, regulations, you know, from different governments around the world? Um, and then, you know, as we kind of get that in place and make ecotourism the norm, right? I mean, my hope, and I think many of our hopes is that there is no term ecotourism in the next 
10, 20 years. Tourism is ecotourism at a certain point where, you know, the idea of traveling in a way that is incredibly environmentally damaging becomes phased out, right? Um, but, you know, at a certain point, uh, yeah, I think we are going to have to, you know, think more deeply about really what are the, um, you know, the economic uh, challenges that kind of come as a result of that. And, you know, then you're diving into obviously deep questions about global economy and capitalism and equity across the world that is probably a little bit above my pay grade personally, but uh, it's definitely a fascinating topic well, to Donner, talk about. Thank you for joining us on Green Sense and sharing yeah. your ideas on how to make the world a better place by uh, mm -hmm. focusing on ecotourism. Yeah, I appreciate it, Robert. Thanks so much for having me on. That's Connor Amor, founder of The Hidden Lemur, a website that promotes ecotourism. Green Sense is an independent radio show that relies on supportive patrons like you so that we can produce high quality auto broadcasts that promote innovators with sustainable solutions. Visit the greensensefarms.com website to learn more about how you become a patron. I'm Robert Colangelo. Thank you for listening to the show and catch the Green Sense Minute every Thursday and Saturday at 105.9 WBBM Chicago.